Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 314 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Linda Burke. Linda lives in Amarillo, Texas, where she is a software test engineer. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Jen. I'm really glad to be here today. I've been so excited to, to talk to you. Well, I'm you're, so excited to talk to you. You're like <laughs> mentors for all of us. Well, that's that's the way I want people to think of me. I am. I can be your mentor, your teacher, your God on the side, <laughs> whatever you want to think about. But, you know, I'm here to help you figure out what works best for you and to help other people tell their story, including you. So okay. thank you for being here. So, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, like everyone else, I have a long history of dieting. 
I'm 75 years old, so it goes back a long way. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was in high school, I really wasn't that overweight, but my mom kept saying I was. <laughs> you know? Oh, bless our moms, right? <laughs> I know, and she she always just did the best she knew right. how. But, you know, when I was, I guess when I was about 16 years old is when my weight really started to build. And her idea of dieting wasn't really dieting. You know, I'd come home after school and she'd have like a wedge of lettuce and put some Thousand Island dressing on it. That was it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Because, you know, Thousand Island dressing is not actually, you know, like a diet food, is No it? kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but a wedge and, of lettuce, that sounds like a diet to me. <laughs> and like I say, she had no idea about dieting. She was the best cook in the world. And she fixed three meals a day, every day, and there was always a dessert. And even when, you know, my dad would come in for lunch and it was nothing for her to for him to bring two or three men with him. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd just throw food on the table, you know, and it was That made always... me think of my grandmother. My grandmother sounds like your mother in that she always cooked three meals a day. My grandfather mm-hmm. went to work and he came home for lunch. He worked at mm-hmm. Greenwood Mills. He was an architectural engineer and he would come home for lunch every single day and it would be a full like sit at the table, have a mm-hmm. have it on a plate sit together. I remember that growing up. Yeah. So. And it, it was meat and potatoes and gravy and all, <laughs> yes. you know, all those things that we no longer eat. <laughs> right. Well, that that's not true. Every now and then, I just have to have some of that comfort food. Oh, yeah. You know? We still eat it in the South. <laughs> it sounds like good Southern food. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks, thank goodness with intermittent fasting, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. So you you were starting to put on a little weight at 16. Do you remember how, how much you weighed at that time? I'm thinking around 160, 100, okay. 100, between 150, 160, somewhere That's, And there. how tall are you? Um, I, at that time, I was 5'7". Okay. So see, that is a really good weight for 5'7", wouldn't you say? I know. I yeah. Know. But all my girlfriends were skinny and, you know, it just, anyway. Mama wanted me to look like everyone else. And I get so it. We did all kinds of crazy things. I don't know if you ever remember the little package things called AIDS. Yes, I knew A- you were going to A- say A- that. AYDS. AYDS. Was that in like the late 70s, early 80s? Oh, or was it, it earlier was back than that? In, oh, it was way earlier than that. Was it earlier? Was like, okay. It was in I the remember 60s. Them. Okay. Yeah, I was born in 69, but I remember them maybe from the 70s. Maybe yeah. they were still around, but AYDS, yeah, yes. diet A. And they were awful. They had chocolate and caramel. I think my grandmother bought them. I think she did. What and what how are they supposed to work? You bought them at the, just a like diet suppressant. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they were, you know, they were nothing. There was, yeah, the things that were available. I guess you had to go to your doctor to get some kind. They use like uppers or something. I don't yeah, really know right. for weight loss back then. But yeah, yeah, there wasn't a lot. So one time, my mom even offered me a hundred dollars if I could get down from a sixteen to a fourteen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Didn't do that either. And then after I left home and went to college, uh, of course, I gained, as everyone does. And then I moved to Amarillo after that, and she bought me a membership in a health club. Mm -hmm. And, of course, did that get used? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was just another waste of money. <laughs> and then I met my husband in 1970, well, yeah, in 1970, and we got married. And I think at that time I was around maybe 170, 175-ish, somewhere in there. But, you know, after you get married, you start cooking and you start having babies. <laughs> right. That That's exactly right. piling up. And uh, and Richard was overweight as well. And, you know, there was a time there where we did the shots. And I hated those things. Was that in like the 70s? Yeah. That was, was yeah. it the first time that HCG was popular? Because I know HCG was popular in the 70s. You went and you got a shot. And did you also have like a very restrictive diet plan you were supposed to follow with it? I can't even remember. That was so okay. long ago. I, but okay. I hated those things because yeah. it just made me nervous. Oh, then you it was know, probably a different shot. I don't know yeah. what that was. <laughs> no, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. And neither one of us lost much weight with it. And I think, I don't know. It seemed like eating was a competition <laughs> between us. Yeah. It <laughs> was It was both. what y'all did together. You enjoyed eating. You both liked it. The food was good. We loved food. We, lo- we both liked to cook. And so I really, you know, we both put on a lot of weight. And then I had two pregnancies, and so, but my real dieting life, I guess you would say, started out with Weight Watchers. Okay. And I have, I can't even tell you how many times I've been on Weight Watchers throughout my years. You've seen all their plans, probably. Absolutely. You know, we used to make that awful tuna chili. That sounds so bad. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) See, I don't like tuna, I, just a little disclosure. People may, may know I don't like fish. I like shellfish, but I don't like fish fish. But tuna, <laughs> I can't even imagine tuna chili. No. Oh, it, was, it was horrible. Yeah, we, we've done it all. Yeah. And I even at one time trained to be a a leader. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just, it, I lost a lot of weight on Weight Watchers. Many times. Right. But every time I gained it back, you know, it just, if I had all the money that I paid Weight Watchers, I'd be a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about all the money I wasted on supplements and shakes and shots and pills and. Yeah. Yeah. So much money. So, yeah. And because of all that, you know, I really didn't do a great job with my kids. I feel real, I feel a lot of guilt about that now. You know, my daughter has walked in the same shoes I have. <laughs> you know, she's had weight problems most of her life. And uh, my, my, son, my son was always very thin until he became older. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and it, that's when he started putting on his weight was as he, you know, became an adult. It's so hard for us to to not have the guilt for that because you, you did what you thought. You were... I mean, you didn't know. No one knew. We were just following the advice that we were given at the time. And so lose that guilt. <laughs> you did not do it, right? And I, and I cooked like my mom. Right. You know? Yeah. That That's what I knew. That's what yeah. I liked. Mm-hmm. That's what they enjoyed. You know? I didn't bake as much as she did. Like, mom had, there was pie or cake, cookies around the house all the time. Uh, we lived right across the street from a donut shop. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Daddy always brought home donuts, especially on Saturday morning. And then 
when I'd come home from school, when I wasn't eating the wedge of lettuce, yeah, <laughs> I'd go across the street and she made these great big, huge sugar cookies that had three M&Ms in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having a bakery right across the street, get your cookie, get your donut. Right. So. Right. so sweets have always been, you know, a real big thing for me because mom was such a good baker. And it was also what y'all enjoyed as a family together, and it brings back those memories. It's nostalgic, yes. right? Absolutely. Makes you think of your dad also. Yeah. yeah. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> one thing Allison and I, my, my daughter and I did, one of the diets that we were on, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, it was called the beet diet. Okay, you got me on this one, Linda. B-E-E-T, like beets are... Yes, ma'am. I have never heard of the beet diet, but I imagine it it involves eating a lot of beets. It was horrible. I don't don't even like beets. Neither one of us do. So you thought, let's try the beet diet. Right. And we had to eat a cup of beets three times a day. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Now, look, I like beets. If they're prepared correctly, probably not the way you were supposed to eat them. You like roasted with (laughs) some balsamic vinegar or something on there. But I don't think I would like to eat a cup of beets three times a day. Well, needless to say, that one didn't last long. (laughs) And also, that would be like super alarming in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who's ever eaten beets knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I have not ever tried that one, but I would lose a lot of weight because I wouldn't even eat the beets, I guess. I'm not sure. (laughs) Did you ever have the grapefruit at the meals diet? I don't like grapefruit. I've tried it, but I don't like grapefruit. (laughs) I remember my grandmother, I think the fact that we were talking about her brought it back to me because my my uncle has fragile X disease. So he's, or fragile X syndrome is actually what I should have said, fragile X syndrome. And so... It's a similar kind, you know, based on your chromosomes. And so think about Down syndrome. It's not the same thing, but it's a similar kind of kind of a thing. But he always struggled with his weight. So grandmother would have, they were going through phase, phases when he would be served a grapefruit at every meal. And did you have the little spoon with the sawtooth edges? Yes. To get the grapefruit out? Yes. And the other thing was mama always sprinkled sugar on top of them. Well, Yeah. <laughs> a little better. I guess that negates the whole power of what the grapefruit is supposed to do. I'm not sure. But But yeah, the beet diet, that does sound like a crazy one. So That, That was not my favorite. No. So you and Allison, as she got older, y'all dieted together. Well, some during the years. As while she was in, you know, in high school, junior high, and then she's been out on her own for a a while now. But anyway, after, I guess it was before she graduated, actually, Erin was already in college, and I had gastric banding done. Okay. Which is totally different than it is now. Okay. They put a band on there, but it could be removed. And it basically was this, you know, it just put your stomach in an hourglass shape. Just like right in the middle of the stomach. Uh huh. So you just couldn't eat as much. And I lost a lot of weight. What year was that? Oh, gosh. Back in the 90s. Okay. I don't don't remember what year it was, but it was back in the the 90s. And like I say, I I lost a lot of weight, but I also got very sick with it. You know, you were only supposed to drink very small amounts of liquid. 
and I'm a I'm a heavy drinker. <laughs> well, I know I get look, look sitting here on my beside me. I have <laughs> my Topo Chico. I have a water glass. I well, always I, am drinking something. I, ju- yeah. I just took my coffee cup away, but I have a big glass of water beside me at all right. times. <laughs> yeah, always got a beverage going at all times. I get right. it. So that was probably really really hard with your smaller stomach. It was and it stretched it out. Okay. And so as a result, I I had gotten to the point where I was pretty much vomiting every time I ate. Oh no. And I was getting jaundiced. And so finally I had to have I had to have it removed. Okay. And at the same time I had a high hernia and I don't know if that's what caused the hernia or or not. I bet it may have. Because the hernias, the hiatal hernias, I don't know if I said that right, hiatal, hiatal, I'm not sure. They are caused from pressure, that mm-hmm. valve or whatever it's called between the your esophagus and your stomach and it, the pressure. And then it, I bet with a small stomach up there on top of that hourglass shape, it probably pressed up mm-hmm. on that valve, whatever. I'm not, my anatomy is, <laughs> I'm a lay person, everybody, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> but I, I can imagine that pressing on it. Uh-huh. So did you have to have surgery for the hernia? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They did that when they took the band off. Okay. So, yeah. I bet that would be a common side effect from that. But, you know, heartburn, terrible heartburn, I would imagine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it took me a very short time to gain it all back. Mm-hmm. And when you say, you know, you lost a lot, gained it all back, how much of a weight swing was that? I think I lost about 100 pounds. Yeah. And I, I don't know where I was when I first had my surgery. That's been so long ago. I, I really don't remember. I don't think I was at my heaviest. Not, you know, anyway, it was a pretty, tr- pretty traumatic thing. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by Optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on 
on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. I bet it was. How long did you did you keep that gastric band on before it was removed? Maybe just a few years? Yeah, not long. Not that it long, because it sounds no, miserable. It wasn't very long at all. I mean, I did fine at the beginning, but then, right. I, you know, I found out Cheetos go down really well. I love Cheetos. I would stop and get me a Dr. Pepper and a Cheeto on my way to work every day. And, you know, all these soft things had no yeah. problem going down. I told that would be totally have been me. And because it's all, you know, those foods are like pre digested. I mean, in a way, think about ultra processed foods. They've been processed to the point that, I mean, if you could put it in just a cup of water, it would, you know, if you put it in your mouth, it it melts versus a steak isn't going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, Cheetos, those could go down fast. I get it. Yep. So then, along uh, several years went on, went, went along, and of course we did Weight Watchers again several times. And you know, Richard always went with me. He's always been by my side. I love that. <laughs> We've been married fifty-two years in August. That's amazing. Fifty-three. Wow. Fifty-three. Yeah, years it will in be fifty-three August. because I'm turning fifty-four this year. So yeah, yeah, y'all got married the year after I was born. Yeah. So then we moved to, a long time passed, and we moved to Colorado, and we were up there for a, a while, and I was going to a naturopath while I was there, and I really loved her a lot. She was so good, but she put me on a sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, and man, That's was a that. lot of free. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of free. Sugar, dairy, and gluten. <laughs> <laughs> but I did really well on it until Christmas. Yes. And then I went home at Christmas and started Everything is eating. sugar, gluten, dairy, everything. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And then when I came home, I never could get back to it. And uh, one of the crazy things, I, oh, I'm not even going to tell you this. Oh, no, yeah. no, you've got it. You've got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so besides the naturopath, I also went uh, to a nutritionist. Okay. She she gave me this recipe one time for this uh, chocolate pudding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was made with avocados. I actually like avocado chocolate pudding. I've made that before on Do purpose. Do you really? Yes. Yes, wow. because I like, I I mean, I've, I don't like things that are pretending to be other things that aren't delicious, but mm-hmm. an, the avocado chocolate pudding, I really liked it. I also really like black bean brownies. Like, I'm not just kidding. But I well, also you have to love avocado, and I love black beans. So, well, I love avocados, but that you did ruined not like my that, that ruined <laughs> my avocados, and it ruined my chocolate pudding. <laughs> well, I've actually, like I said, I've had that, and I liked it. I don't know. Maybe it was a better recipe than the one you had. Yeah, <laughs> you need funny. to put your recipes out there. We'll give them a try. <laughs> Nobody asked me for that recipe because I could not find it. I just know I've had it before, and I liked it. it was, <laughs> Not enough to make it again. I'm not really somebody who makes a lot of desserts. So I got my daily harvest smoothies. I blend those up. They're easy. Yeah. 
That works for me. So the nutritionist, what what kind of, what did she do with you? Just to put you on just a, the eating plan? Yeah, tried to help me with the with the issue of right. no sugar, no gluten, no no dairy. So, you know, you had to have figure out what you were going to eat. Yeah. Well, but avocado, yeah. that does. <laughs> anyway, I lost quite a bit of weight on that as well. Right. And then uh, not, another long period passed and. In 2013, I went back to Weight Watchers again, and at that point, I was at the heaviest I think I've ever been. I was at 263. Okay. And I was fixing to have surgery on my shoulders, and this is crazy. I still don't understand why, but my doctor uh, told me he wouldn't do surgery until I lost 50 pounds. For your shoulders? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. I know, but I did. I lost 50 plus and I kept it off pretty well until COVID came along. <laughs> our, fr- yeah. our friend, Mr. COVID. Yep. And so at that point, I gained back about 25 or 30 pounds. And then in December, of, on December 13th, 2021, my very, my best friend, Becky, sent me a podcast. It was episode number 177 of Allison Woods. Oh, I love Allison. I loved that. I mean, it just, it just hit me right between the eyes. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I didn't actually listen to it until January 2nd. Okay. And uh, I listened to it and I was hooked. Yeah. Well, Allison's got such a powerful story. Yes, she does. And I sat my husband down and I said, we're changing our life and this is what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, all right, Linda, I'm doing it too. I love that. That's great. Like when when I did my whole food plant-based experiment, Chad's like, all right, this is how we're eating. Now he did complain every now and then, but (laughs) but he he ate it. (laughs) Well, Richard's biggest problem is he doesn't have enough as much self-control as I do. So those gummy bears keep jumping in his car if he's out of the house, you know, things of that nature. (laughs) Just accidentally. Do we know how that happened? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you listened to Allison Woods and you were hooked. I listened to Allison Woods and I was hooked. And I immediately ordered the audio of Fast Feast Repeat. And listen to that as fast as I could listen to it. <laughs> I knew reading it would be hard because it was a lot of detail and it was a lot of medical information and things of that nature. So it just really registered with me. And it's like, I don't know. I couldn't think of my, I could not visualize myself as a faster. You know, how am I going to do this? This is going to be hard. But we both immediately started in with the 16.8. And then pretty quickly after that, and I tried my best not to weigh. <laughs> that was hard because I have to weigh at least once a day. <laughs> oh, I know. I remember playing those games with the scale where I would weigh in the morning, then I would weigh at night, then I would weigh. Yeah, and I like to weigh at night. And then in the morning, it would always be two pounds less. I don't know why I lose two pounds overnight. I mean, I haven't weighed in years, but. Do you, did you weigh at night and then in the morning? Uh, no, I always weighed first thing in the morning. I always weighed at morning and, then, and night. 
for a and while. And then I'd then I'd weigh after I got out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Sometimes there were a couple of other times during the day, but that was dumb because during the day you always or I always gained yeah. weight. I always lost two pounds overnight. Like literally, I don't know. Maybe I retained a lot of fluid, then I breathed it all out. I have no idea. But yeah. <laughs> but you you started sixteen eight immediately. Yeah. And and Richard and, too. And really found it to be pretty easy. Good. You know, I I I have this thing when people say sixteen hours. That's a long time. But when you think about it, you sleep at least eight hours exactly. of that time. You yep. sleep half of that time, so you right. don't have that much time to be fasting when you're not asleep. Yeah. So you were 73 when you started fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I just wanted to get that out there and make people hear this. <laughs> it's never too late to begin. But no, you're right. You're not. sleeping for half of your fasting time. That time right. counts. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just... I don't know. It just it just really was not hard for me. I don't get hungry. I never have gotten hungry. I just enjoy food. But, uh, you know, like I say, we tried not to weigh during that time. And both of us had, a, I can't remember how much. I'd have to look back at my notes. But we both had a pretty good weight uh, loss during that. During the fast period. start, the first 28 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like... Uh, you know, well, when I when I sit here at my computer and I work all day long, the time passes quickly, and you don't even realize uh, that you're that it's time to eat. Yeah. In fact, a lot of times, uh, you know, we got we finally got to the point pretty quickly that we were fasting twenty plus hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, R- Richard would come in here four four thirty and say aren't you ready for a snack yet? Because <laughs> he always was, he, you know, he gets hungry. But uh, so, you know, sometimes we'd break our fast with cheese and crackers or mm-hmm. avocados and, you know, fruit or, you know, just something like that. And then have a really nice meal. He loves to cook. Oh, he, you're so lucky. I know. <laughs> he is my You're blessed. Chef. Yeah. I am. I am very blessed. And so that we'd have a good meal then around six o'clock or so and six thirty ish, I guess. And I try, always try to close my window around eight, nine yeah. at the very latest. But uh, that's usually my schedule. And so um, then around, I don't know, I guess September of October or October of last year. Of 22. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just got stuck. I was like at 179.75, which was wonderful. I can't tell you how happy I was when I hit 200. Oh, I, mean, I that, know. That was the most exciting time of my life. I just like, I, I've never been here, you know, and I, I still to this day cannot believe that I am where I am. Yeah. You know, it's just why did I have to fight this all these years? Why didn't I know about this 50 years ago? <laughs> I mean, that you had a lot of decades of, of being in the 200s and fighting your weight the whole time. Yes, ma'am. And, I sure did. Yeah. So you were stuck. You In September or October, you found yourself stuck around 179. Yeah. And then finally, in January, December and January, I dropped down to 
168.5. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> and then I got stuck there again. And I got stuck in March in my 160s. And so finally, we decided to try ADF a couple of months okay. ago. And when I first started it, I had a big loss. And I was I thought I was back on track. But it wasn't too long till I started gaining back again. Okay. I really liked ADF. It was not comfortable for Richard and he didn't he didn't do well on it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I know I can do OMAD just fine. Right. So I'll just go back to what I was doing, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't worth it. And I, I want him to lose as well. And so whatever we do, we do together. I love that so much. <laughs> that is the best. You That's- know, we just, uh, we, we've lived a wonderful life and, and uh, we're both very supportive of each other. So y'all went back to the the schedule that you enjoyed, the, mm-hmm. the eating together every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I get it. I enjoy eating dinner with Chad every night. And I cook the meal. He's not cooking it. But we sit well, at the table. We eat the Richard meal. Richard cooks it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what will tonight's dinner be? What will that look like? Do you know? Oh, Do you know what you're having? Or what was last have, night's? What did you have last night? We have last night. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, oh sorry. Trick okay. question. No, yesterday was Sunday. And we went out to eat lunch after church, and which we don't usually eat that early. Yeah. And so we had been to Chick-fil-A one day last week, and I discovered their kale crunch. I've not had that. I haven't been to Chick-fil-A oh in a long time. Oh, my gosh. It is, is so it? good. Well, I looked it up. Is it a salad? <laughs> Yes. Okay. It's kale. It's kale and uh, coleslaw and salted slivered almonds. Ooh, that does sound good. And a vinaigrette made out of apple cider vinegar. No, no, no. Just apple cider and Dijon mustard. Ooh. Okay. That sounds really, really good. It is wonderful. Okay. Kale crunch. <laughs> I'll have to give that a try. <laughs> so we tried to make our own last night. Wasn't as good. Okay. But we also, you know, threw in some chopped, a little bit of chopped ham and turkey and some chopped cheese. And what else did we have? That sounds so good. My stomach just legitimately growled. (laughs) We that makes me think a lot about what we had for dinner last night. We had chickpea salad. Which like chicken salad, but it was made with chickpeas. It was a green chef meal, and it was chickpeas and a lemon aioli, and it had dried cranberries and what some kind of nuts, but I can't remember what kind of nuts were in there. Maybe walnuts. I can't remember. And feta. It was so good. Feta cheese in oh, little God. pita pockets with some carrots. Oh my gosh! Like Chad, ate, I didn't know if he was gonna like it. I was like, he might think this is weird, but it was like amazing. Yeah, so green good. onion. Yeah, so good. So you're um you got stuck in the 160s or are you still in the 160s now? No. Okay. <laughs> As of last week, I'm down to 157. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is your high school weight. I know. It's actually lower. That's amazing. <laughs> and you know, I I still am in a size 14 right now. I still I'm having, having trouble getting rid of this tummy weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, my legs and my hips, I think I could probably wear a 12. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm in the 14 jeans, and I can't tell you when the last time was I wore a size 14 jeans. That feels so good, doesn't it? I just there's just something about shopping in the regular department versus having to go across. I mean, I remember that was always like I was like whenever I needed to buy like a, a one X or something, I would like pretend that I didn't need to. And mm-hmm. well, I've gone down from a 24. Wow. To wow. a 14. That's amazing. And I was in Sam's last week, and I just went over to the jeans, and I picked up two pair of jeans and brought them home, and they fit. <laughs> you talked about that on the community, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> I remember reading that. That was, that was awesome. Uh, just that, being able to be confident to know these are going to fit me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I think one of them I could have worn a size smaller. Wow. But, it's just, it's just so exciting. I just, you know, and I, I'm trying not to spend money on clothes. You know, yeah. I, I go to the thrift stores and, you know, and my, my daughter-in-law gave me a bunch of her clothes because she's, I don't know how much she lost, but she's down to a size eight. Oh, wow. Is she doing intermittent fasting? Yes. Uh-huh. I was hoping so. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> my whole family is That's doing great. intermittent fasting. Uh, yep. My, uh, my, uh, your son and his wife and your daughter mm -hmm. and, and her, uh, wife and she has lost, uh, about 35 pounds. My my daughter-in-law, my, my, my daughter's wife. Right. And she is so excited because she's had a struggle with her weight a lot of her life as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm very, very proud of her. And she's always, she's talked about a lot about getting surgery. And I, you know, I I hope she doesn't. I finally, you know, I had to go up to, uh, they live in Portland, Oregon. Okay. And I had to go up there last summer because my daughter was having surgery. And so I wanted to be with them. And when they saw me in person, you know, they'd seen pictures but when they saw me in person, they were both like, Mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really, really stands out. Yeah, that's amazing. So they're yeah, like, we got to do this. We got to do this. Yeah. I love that your whole family is doing it. Yeah. And so while I was there, you know, I was there for over a week or about a week. And they saw the way I ate and that it wasn't a problem for me. Then they were just kind of all in. <laughs> Love it. Well, I mean, because, you know, it sounds like you, you said when you first listened to Fast Feast Repeat, you're like, how in the world am I not going to eat these meals? How am I going to fast? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel restrictive at all when no. you're doing it because you're no. eating, you know, a beautiful meal every night. You're snacking, opening your window, having your meal. It doesn't feel restrictive. We know the more diets we've done, we know what restriction feels like. Absolutely. And this is not it. You know, that actually is one of my NSVs. Mm-hmm. I have no guilt. Love that. I, you know, I have I have been felt guilty my whole entire life. Every time I put something in my mouth. Uh, we have a friend. In fact, my friend that told me, my friend Becky. Becky every time we used to go to, oh, what's the name of that place? Cheddar's. Oh, them. I love Cheddar's. I do yeah. too. I would get the vegetable plate. Oh, oh I know. The chicken pie. No, the, I put the vegetable plate in quotation marks because it's like not no. really vegetables. No. <laughs> but I love that you got that the croissant. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it, I liked the vegetable plate because it was just a bunch of side dishes. And I swear, I think I would get like 
cheddar hash browns and mashed potatoes. Or, I mean, I don't even know. No. <laughs> At least oh. two kinds of potato. And <laughs> Well, I'm sorry you don't like fish because they have wonderful fish. Do they have good fish? Yeah. <laughs> we had a cheddars in Augusta, and I the croissants were amazing. But, yeah, yeah, that chicken pot pie is also very, very good. Well, anyway, Gary would get a chicken pot pie every time. And I was like, ah, I want that chicken pot pie. But I wouldn't eat it. Mm-hmm. And so about, I don't know, six or seven months ago, we went in there one night and I said, I'm getting a chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's and, the best. And I did. And I didn't know. I, th- I think it came with a salad and also a, one of those croissants. Yeah. So by the time I ate my salad and got my chicken pot pie, I only ate a little bit of it. <laughs> but I brought it home with me. And I, hey, I bet it, it was delicious. <laughs> it was. It was very, very good. <laughs> I love chicken pot pie. But, but, you know, that's the thing of it. Now I can eat whatever I want to, mm-hmm. and I don't have to feel guilty about it. And I don't have to go to a restaurant and look at the menu and say, oh, well, I can't eat that. I can't have that. I can't, can't have, we sure can't have dessert, yeah. you know, and I shouldn't be eating this bread. And I don't have to say that anymore, and I don't have to feel that way. And that's the most freeing part of intermittent fasting to me. Yeah, it really, really is. Losing the guilt and all the food noise really is the best part because you're not looking for, you know, another diet or looking for a new plan or what can I do next? Because I always had one eye on what I was going to do next. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I knew what I was doing wasn't going to be sustainable. So what was I going to do next? (laughs) And one other thing is besides my family, I can't tell you how many friends at church have come up to me and said, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. You know, and I've taught, and, and very, there's quite a few of them that are also intermittent pastors now as well and doing well. And I actually, I actually had a call this morning and I, you know, this was totally not any of my plan (laughs) for this call, but I had a phone call this morning with a a dear friend of mine and his wife has had cancer off and on for years. Oh gosh. And she's got it again now. And he told me that uh, he had uh, been diagnosed with three different or I think he said five different autoimmune diseases in the last three years. And as we talked, I was finally like, you know, have you ever heard of intermittent fasting? Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm actually doing that. Oh, good. And I said, are you really? And he said, yes, he was going to a doctor down in Lubbock and um, that's what he was doing. And the doctor recommended it? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. I love when doctors recommend it. So everybody who's listening, don't be afraid to have a conversation with your doctor about intermittent fasting. And if your doctor says intermittent fasting doesn't work, find a new doctor. (laughs) I know. Well, mine mine is very understanding. He -hmm. doesn't know about it. He doesn't, you know, he's never read the books. He's not educated. But the proof is in the pudding. He sees you doing it. He sees that you're healthier than you have been and you're happy. Well, and my RA doctor, I have RA. Mm-hmm. and Rheumatoid she arthritis. Is, yes. Mm-hmm. She is thrilled. In fact, I think she's going to start fasting. I love it. So like your inflammatory markers are down. Is that what? Yes, they yeah. are. That's they are amazing. Down. I don't, uh, 
she told me if it was down a certain amount, I could cut down on my amount of medicine I was taking. Wasn't there yet. Okay. But I don't have, I don't feel any inflammation. Anymore. That's amazing. That is just, just spectacular. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. You know, I also have the uh, uh, vibration plate. Okay. And I attribute a lot of that to that as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my, my inflammation is basically gone. That's fantastic. You know, people, people who are listening, they're, you know, I like to call it the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. And, you know, so many, so many things that are, are causing us to have problems, the inflammation and fasting just really helps with that. What other um, health, positive health changes have you noticed? Any others? Uh, well, my balance is better mm-hmm. from using I the bet the vibration plate. plate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I do it at least once a day. I try to. And and I use weights. I also mm-hmm. use my weights when I'm on there. And that's that's helping. My arms are still, I still have bat wings, but. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity and age. I got a little, see, look, I got them too. <laughs> oh, not like me. <laughs> I'm hoping they'll go away, but I'm sure at my age, they probably won't completely, but. I can keep hoping. <laughs> yeah. You never know. But what what else have you seen? Well, uh, as far as my balance, there was a time there also where I had fallen oh. three times. And so I went to therapy and they made me start using a walker, which I absolutely hated. And I haven't used it in, oh, I don't know, seven or eight months. This is going to completely change the next decade of your life. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. I feel like I'm going to have more time with my grandchildren, and yep. that just that makes me happy. You will not be on a walker. You're not, yeah. I use a cane occasionally if I know I'm going to walk a long distance, but no, I don't even need it anymore. I've quit taking uh, my omeprazole, which was heartburn medication, and I'd been on that for years. In fact, you were talking about it earlier when I had my banding. Yeah. You know, I've, I've I had heartburn half my life. And then after I quit taking it, I used kombucha for a while because I still had just a little bit. 
that I don't even use kombucha anymore. So kombucha was helping with it a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh, a that's cool bit. to know. And it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. Now it's about it's going to be hot here so I can get my kombucha back out. I don't like it as much in the winter, but yeah, <laughs> it'll be hot time to have it. Well, it's pretty good. And I no longer have to wear my compression socks. Wow. My heart, I had a heart, I was going to a heart doctor just because I don't have heart problems, but my mom came from a family of 13 and they all had heart disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of like to stay in touch. And it, there was a point there where my ankles were swelling a lot. And so he put me into uh, compression socks and I haven't been wearing those for a while now. That's awesome. I don't bruise as often as I used to. And when I do, they go away quicker, which is, I don't understand. Now that, that you mention it, I don't, weird. that is very true. I never thought about that before. All the time I would have a bruise and Chad would say, what's that? Where'd that come from? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what I did, but I would have a big bruise. You're right. I don't bruise as much and they fade if I do. I never thought of that, yep. <laughs> but it's true. Yep. I look younger. I think I have more confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. And one of the big ones for me is being able to share and help my friends. Yeah. And I, you know, that's a, that's a real victory for me. I don't want them to have to suffer any more than I did. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I went, I was getting some blood work this morning at LabCorp and it was for someone who's a potential sponsor for the podcast. And I like to try everything before I recommend it to see if I really recommend it or not. But I was there and I was overhearing the man who was having his blood drawn right before me. And he was right between you and me age-wise. So he's mm-hmm. 10 years older than me. But he was talking about what he was going to do the rest of the day. He's like, he's in his 60s. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to take my wife to the doctor after this. Because once we're at this age, it's just doctors, doctors, doctors. And I wanted to say, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. I very yeah. seldom. Go I kept my mouth there. shut. It was hard, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> well, but that that's kind of the the mindset now is, you know, I remember in 2013 when I had fibroid surgery and they were shocked that I wasn't on any medications in my 40s. And that's just, you know, you're just going to keep going on more and more medications and more and more doctor's visits and more and more procedures. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want it to be like that. Right. And Richard has diabetes, and I keep hoping that he'll, uh, you know, some at some point he'll not have to take his meds anymore. How is he? Has he seen some improvement? Yeah, his numbers are coming down. I'm glad. As long as long as he stays good. Yeah, <laughs> the, the gummy bears aren't accidentally in his you, car. You'd be I a get good it. little boy, and I understand. <laughs> those numbers will stay down. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that. You know, my my dad, I've talked about before, he's a type 2 diabetic. And, yeah. you know, they're just those go-to foods. And you get to the point, and my dad was born in 44, and you get to the point where you're like, I'm old now. I'm just going to eat what I want to eat. But he started wearing a CGM right around the holidays, oh, and yeah? he is really taking some pride in bringing down his um, his A1C. That's so great. finally, it took a CGM for my dad to really, like – be like, okay, it does matter. Make, make it a big difference for him. So has Richard lost weight? I'm sure he has. Yeah, he's he's lost about 35 pounds, I think. Mm-hmm. So he feels better. It. Yes, he does. He feels a lot better. Well, I love that. We both still have a ways to go. You know, I, I, I think I'd probably like to still lose another 20. We'll just see. Yeah. Know? I need to not get impatient with myself if I get stuck. 
because if I get stuck, it's okay. And I also, I really do think that we have to keep in mind, you've heard me say on the podcast before, I mean, this is just total theory. I've just, you know, made it up because of just what I've seen from person to person. But, you know, the weight that our body naturally gravitated to perhaps, you know, when we were in high school, maybe where our body wants to be. So mm-hmm. where you are right now, I totally understand wanting to be smaller, but your body might not want to cooperate with that. Like, mm-hmm. Have you ever in your adult life been smaller than no. you are now? See? <laughs> <laughs> I Gosh, want you to no. I want you to give yourself grace. Like if you never lost another pound, I don't want you to be frustrated by that. Because your body might be done right here where you are, and you can fret about that, or you can be like, "All right, this is where my body is going to hang out." I mean, it might not. Maybe you'll get, you'll continue to release weight slowly. Your body's going to decide, though. So that's my yeah, little pep talk for you, Linda. <laughs> I know. I I I say that to myself, but. Maybe I'll listen to you better than I'll listen to me. Well, you know, (laughs) I'll remind you of it if I see you fretting about it in the community because I really do believe our bodies decide and Mm -hmm. we just have to kind of go with it. And we can fight our body to lose more than it wants to, but then it's hard to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Right. Anything that that we have to fight to get to is hard to maintain unless you're willing to, like like you said, be gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, you know, for the rest of your life. Or <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, I just, I just, I'm just fortunate that my body has decided where my high school weight, I was a good weight. And I like mm. it now. It's, it makes me happy. Could I be thinner? Yes. Am I willing to do what it takes to be thinner? No. <laughs> I want to eat chicken pot pie well, if I'm at Cheddar's too. <laughs> one of the nicest things that uh, Richard said the other day was, uh, "So I've been taking all my clothes that no longer I, don't, I no longer wear to our. We have a women's center mm-hmm. here in Amarillo. That's a, a resale shop, and it's used to help the organization and." Uh, he said they're having the best year they've ever had this year. Because of <laughs> you're all the clearing clothes. it out. <laughs> well, because of all the clothes I've taken them. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're clearing out your closets because you right. know you're not going to need those those clothes again. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. nope never again. That was such the, a great feeling in in March of March of 2015 when I cleared out all those clothes that I had, it was bags and bags of clothes. And, you know, I had lost weight before and always gained it back for, for whatever reason, my brain knew it was different that time. Uh-huh. Right. In 2015, I was like, I didn't save anything. I actually wish I'd saved maybe my largest pair of jeans just to have mm-hmm. so as a reminder, but I didn't, I cleared it all out, but yeah, it felt yeah, so I, good. I know. I kind of thought that the other day. I wish I still had my biggest pair of jeans just so I could compare them. Because I pick up a pair of jeans now and start to put them on, and I'm like, I can't fit into those. <laughs> but I actually can. They look so little. Like, these I know. are so small. I know. I know. <laughs> so is there anything that you struggle with? Uh, mainly, I think it's just the fact that if I get stuck, I get frustrated. Yeah. You know, not about, not that I would ever quit doing this because this is my life. Yeah. Uh, it's just, why do I let myself get that way? You know, get frustrated. Yeah. Well, the scale, if you've been looking at the scale and being told you needed to lose weight from 
the time that you were 16 and now you're 75, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of diet brain in there. So I, you, I, I am going to encourage you. The lesson I'm trying to leave with you today, my goal is for you to never think of yourself as stuck again, even if you never lose another pound. Think of it as this might be where your body wants to settle and a healthy, good weight for you. Because we don't want to lose more weight than our body wants to lose. Sure. So, that makes sense. So this you may be there. I think you're there. <laughs> so, all right, Richard. Jen said I was there. <laughs> I may be. You may be there. So I, I can totally understand, though, that being a struggle because that, I mean, that really, that's why I threw my scale in the trash because I hadn't weighed in a year. You know, you've heard me tell this story, mm-hmm. and I thought it would say a number. I thought it would be like 125 or something. That was what I wanted to see, and it didn't say that, and it made me mad. And then it made me think I needed to diet to get – and I'm like, no, ridiculous, scale on the trash because I had an idea of a number that I wanted to see. Now, my driver's license says 125. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll just write that on there, but <laughs> – yeah, I forgot. Uh, do my I weigh? Weight was on there. Yeah. Do I weigh one twenty five? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> no one's weighed me, or no one's made me get on the scale. But <sighs> uh, I started to say sugar, but actually, it's not. Okay. You know, I mean, I still like sweet things. Mm-hmm. I, I always will. But I can have a bag of chocolates in the freezer and eat one a month, or you know. One every two days, and it's not a problem. Yeah, you know, it's it's just not an issue for me anymore. I get it. I had a box of of chocolate. It was chocolate with vitamin D in it that I got as a free sample at an event that I went to. I've had it for months, and I finally just gave it to Chad. I'm like, "Do you want to eat this chocolate?" Yeah, I just <laughs> forgot to eat it, and then I didn't want it. Yeah. Well, I have to hide mine. Well, <laughs> understand. Not I from just, me. Not from, from me. Richard. From someone I know. I knew. I knew what it was. Yeah. Chad has got a sweet tooth. He has got a sweet tooth. Oh, I talked on, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before that, to to my guest that I interviewed about. I'd made a dessert with cottage cheese that someone shared in the community about this cottage cheese ice cream. And I love the taste of cottage cheese. So I was like, I'm going to try it. Well, it was hard as a rock. So the taste was good. But when you put it in the freezer, it was literally like hard as a rock. So I had to take it out of the freezer and let it thaw. Chad loved it, though. Oh, he ate, he ate this cottage cheese faux ice cream, whatever. And he's like, this is very good. I'm like, well, I'm not ever making it again. <laughs> so go ahead. But he has a sweet tooth. I sweetened it with dates. and But I'm not recommending it, everybody, because it was very, very hard. <laughs> but it had a good flavor. But yeah. um, Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Relax. Yeah. Relax. Have faith in the process. Have faith in yourself. Just know that it's going to work. You know, the numbers come down and your body changes mm-hmm. and it, it's amazing. And I think fasting uh, will come to be your best friend and companion for life. Yeah. It, it's mine. That's a really beautiful way of, of looking at it because it really does feel... Like, you know, like it's something that's there. It's like your your helper. It's it's there, and and it feels good to be in the fasted state, and 
and, and you're happy to have that com- fasting companion with you, making you yeah. healthier at the same time. Right. Well, Linda, I think it's it's great that you told your story, you know, starting fasting at 73 and now you're 75 and reached your high school weight that you hadn't been at in decades. And I love more than anything that your whole family is doing it with you and the way you and your husband support each other. That is a beautiful thing. Thank you. Actually, I guess it was 74 because it was in at the very end. of Okay. Uh, yeah. That, but so still, that's even been, more amazing. It's, yeah, it's only been like since January of last year or so. Okay, so you're anyway. still pretty new. You're who knows what will happen. <laughs> we will we will keep up. You'll, you're on the community, so we will. Thank you. We will celebrate every every victory that you have, either scale or non-scale. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for telling your story. Thanks, Jen. It was a lot of fun. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at Jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Hey, listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our 200th episode. Join us as we welcome that dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bicentennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser! 